0: The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. You're listening to Sports Topics with Coach Harvey Hyde, right here on AM 1400 KSHP. Brought to you each week by Floyd's 99 Haircuts, Color, and Straight Razor Shaves. And cores. Coors. Follow the coach on Twitter at Coach Harvey High. Now huddle up and buckle up. Here's Coach Harvey High. Well, good evening, everyone. Yes, it is time to huddle
1: up and buckle up and ride along with us, part of the way or all of the way. I'll tell you, it's great to be back. We had a we had a great Fourth of July. We hope you did. I hope all of you uh, had a safe trip if you did travel and. Then- and if you were with your family and friends, I hope it was a really enjoyable time. I'll tell you, I've been watching a lot of television lately, especially with this year being Olympic year, and I thought that we should really uh, talk some track and field. Uh, and sometimes I feel the track and field is more or less not really uh, talked about that much because people don't know that much about it. So me loving the sport and watching the sport, I need someone to really get involved and tell us uh, about our Olympic team and tell us about our, our athletes and how they've changed and what how, get, how they'll do in the Olympic games that are coming up. Because we'll all be watching that. And a gentleman that I've known for a long time, uh, a classmate of mine at the University of Redlands, a great high school track and field coach, a great community college track and field coach, uh, coach of the year as far as in college, as far as in the community colleges, won many conference championships and all of the above. And also, I don't know the last time he's missed a big meet, whether it's in the United States, in Eugene, or overseas, been to the Olympic Games. So I want to bring in a good friend of mine and a guy that knows track and field, and that's Tom Gilmer. Tom, thank you very
2: much for joining us. Well, you're welcome, Harvey. I'm glad to join in and, and hopefully you can get uh, a little bit of information on my take as to what I see our team that we're going to be sending to Tokyo is going to be.
1: Well, Coach, uh, I'll tell you, uh, you've seen a lot of great teams. You've played, uh, you've coached a lot of great athletes and so on, and I thought that this year's exposure as far as the track and field is as good as any because we had the NCAA championships and then we came right back for qualifying for the Olympics. It was a great time. You spent a lot of time. I don't think you missed an event uh, in Eugene. First of all, describe the new stadium to us. It looks beautiful on television.
2: Well, the stadium is almost beyond uh, imagination. Uh, They reportedly have spent $270 million on it, which makes it by far the most expensive track and field stadium in the world, Uh, and it's used exclusively for track and field. It's a continuation of the the heritage of Hayward Field from years and years ago. So uh, the, the, the actual facility itself was, was absolutely amazing.
1: So we have then one of the top, uh, I would say, uh, event centers for track and field in the world, and we host it in Eugene, Oregon, as far as the United States, and then NCAA has their championships there every year. Do you think that gives the University of Oregon a big advantage, having a facility like that as far as recruiting to uh, the University of Oregon for track and field in all sports?
2: Well, I certainly can't imagine why it wouldn't uh, as a as a track athlete, if you're being recruited by various universities around uh it's a it's a year round facility uh, if if it were pouring down rain, they still have underneath the bleacher areas uh complete facilities with running lanes and that type of thing so it it does really become an all year round facility, and so I would think it would definitely be an advantage to them. Mm-hmm.
1: Tom Gilmer joins us tonight here in our Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Core's Light Sports Topic Show. Well, let's get to the Olympics. Let's get to track and field, Tom. Your opinion so far of what you've seen in America's team going to Tokyo?
2: Uh, my opinion is this will be the strongest team that we have ever sent to any Olympics. Uh, in 2016 in Rio, we had 32 medal winners. And although this is a little bit of of guessing, uh, I am projecting that we could have as many as 37 medal winners uh, on this year's team. Uh, There were two world records that were set. There were 11 marks that were the leading mark in the entire world. Uh, There were six new American records that were set at the trials. And the team is going to be a combination of some of the older veterans like Allison Felix, who is now going to her fifth Olympics, and then some of the new rising stars that uh, are just going to be putting their input and their mark on the, uh, on the, the team.
1: Tom, let's, let's talk about the area you say it's the strongest. What area of our track and field team here in the United States made the big difference as far
2: as improvement to be at this caliber now? Well, one of the things that is sort of amazing is it was just a few years ago that in the women's hammer, we did not have a woman that could meet the Olympic standards to qualify to be able to participate. Uh, this year, currently, we have the number one and two hammer throwers in the world, and uh, the leader set a new American record, and she does have have the best throw, Deanna Price. Um, we also have got Some emerging stars that uh, are coming out. Uh, Valerie Allman in the women's discus has the leading throw in the world, and uh, I think is a very very legitimate uh, individual to win the gold. And this is something that, as far as events in the past, we have just not had that type of uh, of depth and or talent in those those two events particularly. Um, The men's shot. Go
1: ahead, Tom. I didn't mean to interrupt you.
2: Uh, the men's shot put is the other one, of course, where we set uh, an all-time uh, world's record with Ryan uh, throwing uh, seventy-six feet eight inches, uh, which broke a record that has stood since the uh, in the mid '80s. So, yeah, we are we're right across the board uh, with just some absolutely outstanding marks.
1: Give us an idea. Dallas Long was a tremendous uh, shot putter, and and not only that, a world champion shot putters. How much farther is, is the shot going now than when Dallas Long was
2: shot putting? That's, that's a great comment. Uh, Dallas, I believe, won in Mexico City with a throw of about 66 feet. So uh, when Ryan set the New World's record, uh, he, he beat it by 10 feet. Uh, the third place, winner, third and fourth place winner uh, in this year's uh, trials, through almost 72 feet. So the depth that we have in the men's shot foot is just incredible.
1: When you consider that with other performances in the shot around the world, uh, how does that compare? Could we get one, two, three in that type of
2: event, or are there others that would jump in there? No, we definitely have, although there are a couple of Europeans that are very, very legitimate throwers that can break in, and uh, at that level, it's going to be one or two inches that will be the difference—the difference between third place, which makes the team with seventy-one feet eleven inches, and fourth place with seventy-one feet ten inches. So, the the fourth place team doesn't the performer doesn't go.
1: Tom Gilmer joins us here with our uh, track and field show tonight here on our Floyd's ninety-nine cuts and colors and Coors Light. So before I, I go to a break, time, I want to I ask you this question. Did the year off or the delay of the Olympics hurt or help our teams and other teams? The older athletes got older. The younger athletes were able to get better. Your opinion on that?
2: Well, that's an interesting point because there were two or three opinions that I heard from the athletes, some of them because of the fact that there were not meets, uh, some of the older athletes were able to basically train quite straight on through. Uh, the competitive edge, of course, is lost, but the fact that they weren't preparing for weekly or monthly meets. Uh, on the other hand, younger competitors generally thrive on that type of, uh, of competition. And so it really would be, I think, something that would be up to the individual as to whether or not it was a, an asset or, or really a liability.
1: Tom Gilmer joins us here. I'm Harvey Hyde. We're going to take a short time out here on our Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors Light Sports Topic Show. We want to thank Budget, Car, and Truck truck Rental here in Las Vegas, Nevada for the sponsorship of our opening segment. Give them a call at 702-736-1212. That's 702-736-1212. Buckle up. We'll be right back from Las Vegas. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde, at Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to
3: you. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. My father opened his first dealership in 1946. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion, two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. The
4: MGM Resorts NBA Summer League returns for 75 games of action featuring all 30 NBA teams. August 8th through 17th at the Thomas & Mack Center at Cox Pavilion. See the stars of tomorrow. Take center stage and electrify the best fans in the NBA right here in Vegas. Adults $40. Kids $30. Reserve seats available. Tickets on sale now at the Thomas & Mack Center box office. NBA events.com. Or call 702-739-FANS. Ticketing fee supply.
5: We know. Life gets hectic. Work, kids, sports. Who could expect you to remember ice for the barbecue? Diapers for the baby? Or maybe it's food for the dog. Can't get to Terribles? Get Terribles to you. With all the essential items you need complete with contactless delivery right to your doorstep. And ordering couldn't be easier with the free Terrible Social House app or online at TerribleHerbs.com. You got this can't get to terribles get terribles to you
1: the rose bowl legacy foundation preserves protects and enhances the future of the rose bowl stadium as a national historic landmark america stadium has hosted two olympic games with a third one coming in 2028, two World Cup finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit which spells Inspire 2022org Well, welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde. Huddle up and buckle up, and ride along with us here with our Floyd 99 Cuts and Colors and as Light Sports Topics show. Our segment, uh, first two segments tonight in our show, featured track and field, and Tom Gilmer joins us, successful coach in track and field in high school, the community colleges, and as in uh, a lot of Hall of Fames regarding uh, track and field, and we're having him here as our expert to talk about what we can expect in our representation in the Olympics in Tokyo on the track and uh, also in the field events. Uh, i got to ask you this question. Since this show really comes out of Las Vegas, Randall Cunningham, everyone in Vegas uh, knows Randall Cunningham. His daughter is a high jumper. I'd like to ask you about her chances and what you think of her as far as uh, now going
2: uh, to Tokyo. Well, Vesti is, is an absolute contender for a medal, if not the gold uh, right in there. Uh, Vesti got a uh, bronze in the World Championships in Doha two years ago, and she currently has the tie for the leading mark in the world at six feet, seven and a half inches. Uh, so I think that she is a real, real possibility and, and a threat to uh, not only medal, but also to win the gold.
1: Now I want to ask you, too, let's get into some of the sprints. We've spent some time on the field events. Let's talk about the sprints. Your thoughts on the sprints uh, this year, relay teams, uh, uh, how strong they are, the combinations that will be put together on the relay teams. Your, th- your, your thoughts on that versus the world?
2: Well, you're probably aware, it's certainly been all over the news, that uh, because of a uh, violation uh, for marijuana, our our leading woman sprinter, uh, will not be participating, and it was ruled today that she will not run in the 4 times 100 relay, uh, and so we are going to be elevating another individual. I still think that the cal- the caliber of, of talent that we have, that we will, will definitely be a contender for a medal. Whether or not we're going to be able to beat the Jamaicans is always a question, because they are very, very strong and have a lot of returning people. Um, I think our men's relay... And both both the four times one hundred and the four times four hundred uh, are definitely contenders for the gold. Uh, so I think we're very very strong there. Uh, one of the things that's going to be very interesting is uh, everybody in track and field knows about Usain Bolt. but the third place finisher in the men's two hundred was a young gentleman uh, by name of uh, Knighton. And uh, he's only 17 years old, just turned 17 years old. And he broke uh, Usain Bolt's world record for under 20 years of age uh, with a time of 1984. So uh, he's he's just he, he's the youngest Olympian that we have had since uh, Jim Ryan uh, ran all the way back in 1968. So we've got talent there. Um both the men's and women's on the intermediate hurdles, uh, we have gold medal possibilities. Um, and, and I think that very realistically, uh, we will medal for sure in both of those. Uh, the high hurdles, we have a realistic chance of, of sweeping in both the men's and women's uh, hurdles. So we're, our, our sprint depth is very, very good and very, very uh, uh, deep. It just depends on a particular day because it's going to be uh, at times between uh, winning and not winning or placing is going to be in the in the area of a hundredth of a second.
1: Well, we talk about quickness. We talk about speed. How about the distance areas? Uh, a very important area. Can we compete in that area?
2: Yeah, we can. And thing that's sort of interesting there is that we have been the beneficiaries of the Kenyans are some of the strongest runners in the world, uh, and yet our our winner in the men's 500 uh, 5,000 meter is a transplanted Kenyan. Uh, he medaled in in Rio, uh, and he's back. He won our trials there. Uh, the same thing is true in the 10,000 meters. Uh, in the women's uh, marathon, two of the three of our marathoners are also Kenyans. And all of them qualified by coming in. They came to the U.S., immigrated to the U.S., served in the U.S. Army, and then ended up gaining citizenship through them. So we've been definitely the beneficiaries of uh, individuals from other countries. Uh, at the now same time, we... Be- Go ahead, Tom. Excuse me. Well, at the same time, we have an interesting situation. The world's record holder in the pole vault is a young man by the name of Mondo Duplantis, who is an American citizen, but his father is also from Sweden. And he chose four years ago to, instead of competing for the U.S., uh, to compete for Sweden. And he will do so again this year. He still lives in the U.S. Uh, he attend. I believe he's still attending LSU, um, but uh, that would be almost an automatic gold medal. Uh, but he will, uh, the Sweden will get credit for it uh, as the world's record holder, assuming that he wins. Uh, we still will be very strong though, and we could very easily uh, take the next two places uh, behind the well, players. Right. We
1: see that in a lot of sports. NBA basketball players are playing for their countries and so on. So we see a lot of that going on, and uh, that really uh, uh, started way back when Ted Banks, who used to coach at Pasadena City College, a good friend of yours, and was the head track yeah. coach at UTEP. He's the one that sort of started that whole program, wasn't he? He
2: absolutely was. Ted w- had connections in in primary, uh, primarily Morocco and Algeria and brought over some absolutely fabulous athletes that uh, uh, just – Completely turned his program and dominated the community community uh, college programs.
1: If I can remember correctly, I think he's won more NCAA championships in track and field than John Wooden did in basketball. Am I right there, Tom?
2: That you probably are correct on that too. Yeah, he, he, was, he was a he was a fantastic track coach. That was for sure.
1: And at one time, he was sort of not banned, but wasn't well thought of because he was bringing in foreign athletes, right?
2: That's correct. In fact, at one year, he was so dominant in men's cross country on the community college level. Uh, he went one, two, three, four, five uh, as far as the place finishers, and uh, they took away the championship because of the fact that some of the other coaches says that his there's People blocked or impeded their ability to be able to pass, which was absolutely a joke. But I don't think it was ever overturned. Um, but yeah, they were they were super super good.
1: Well, let's take a look at your overall opinion of this team and break it down sort of in a summary. If people have just joined us, Coach Tom Gilmer joins us. We're talking uh, America's team in the Olympic Games. So if someone's just joined us, Tom, how would you summarize uh, this discussion we've had?
2: The best women's and men's team that we've ever sent, I'm predicting that the women will have 18 medal winners and the men will have 19 medal winners, which exceeds the 32 that we had in Rio in 2016.
1: This will be a year that you
2: may not go. How many
1: Olympic Games have you
2: been at, Tom? Well, Actually, I've been to about three of them. Um, I prefer to go to the world's track and field championships, which will be held uh, next year in Eugene. Uh, the COVID has pushed everything back a year. Uh, the reason there is because the world's championships are all uh, track and field. There are no other competing. Uh, and they also have become the Olympics with swimming and soccer and the rest of them. They become extremely expensive uh, and mostly are attended by corporate individuals uh, rather than uh, the, the lay fan.
1: Looking at, we have about a minute left, uh, looking at uh, track and field and the, the programs in track and field, how can America improve track and field? It's really improved, but they've been a big push, and it continually gets better. Is it the exposure what needs to happen? What a
2: great sport to watch. Well, I think the exposure definitely helped, and we've gotten a lot of corporate uh, sponsorships there. Uh, the biggest thing that has improved as far as track and field is that after the collegiate periods, uh, so many of these athletes are able to continue on with, with uh, shoe sponsorships and corporate sponsorships. Uh, those four or five years following their collegiate period will allow them to continue to improve. Whereas if you turn the clock back a few years to the sixties and seventies, it was pretty much at the end of your career. um, It ended when your collegiate eligibility expired, because there were not these types of sponsorship that would allow a person to continue on and be able to have a, a, a decent means of, of living Uh, because of of the uh, lack of employment.
1: Well, Coach and Tom Gilmer are a great friend. Uh, I want to thank you very much for joining us. You've uh, really enhanced our knowledge as far as in the track and field area and the uh, Olympic team that we'll be sending to Tokyo. I want to thank you, and again, I appreciate it very much, as all of our listeners do. You take care of yourself, buckle up out there, and I hope to talk to you soon. Tom Gilmer, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you, Harvey.
1: Thank you very much. That's Coach Tom Gilner, a longtime friend, uh, student, uh, same fraternity, fraternity the whole bit at the University of Redlands. And uh, Tom is a trustee or regent there, one or the other, at the University of Redlands, and does a great job with that, too, showing the pride in his university. So uh, you've been listening to and you will continue to listen to, I hope, Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors Light Sports Topic Show. Again, I want to thank Adorna to Dell for the sponsorship of this past segment. Remember, if you're looking for a place to have your event and uh, you don't have to worry about paying all the attention to it, they'll take care of it, such as, you know, a celebration, a corporate training segment, a political meetings, weddings. It doesn't make any difference. Well, just uh, call or go by Adorna to Dell. Adorn at the Dell is located at 9555 Del Webb Boulevard in Las Vegas, Nevada. Their telephone number is 702-816-0039. That's 702-816-0039. Or go to their website, com. So buckle up, everyone. We're going to take this short time out. And when we come back, we're going out to the Las Vegas ballpark with Jim Gemma. will be joining us. Director of Media Relations for our local, pro, best, oh, best ballpark, great baseball, great everything in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Aviators. Buckle up. We'll be right back. Something really special and new, Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas. At the 215 in South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 Cuts and Colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to floyd99.com for location information. That's floyd99.com for location information. Located at 6580 South Rainbow, Suite 101, here in Las Vegas. Call 702-448-5050 and get that appointment. Buckle up.
0: Adorn at the Dell. You have more to do than stress over the details of your next event. We know and understand the feeling. Let us help you out. Conveniently located in the beautiful Summerlin of Las Vegas, we are one of the premier event venues. Here, your event is the center of attention. We have a variety of meeting rooms that can be adapted to your group, Host your next celebration, corporate training, political event, or luncheon here. We can accommodate and customize each event to meet your needs. Adorn at the Dell at 9555 Del Webb Boulevard, Las Vegas, Nevada. Call 702-816-0039 or visit our website at adornatthedell.com.
4: The MGM Resorts NBA Summer League returns for 75 games of action featuring all 30 NBA teams. August 8th through 17th at the Thomas & Mack Center at Cox Pavilion. See the stars of tomorrow. Take center stage and electrify the best fans in the NBA right here in Vegas. Adults $40. Kids $30. Reserve seats available. Tickets on sale now at the Thomas & Mack Center box office. NBAevents.com or call 702-739-FANS.
5: Ticketing fees apply. We no, life gets hectic work kids sports who could expect you to remember ice for the barbecue diapers for the baby or maybe it's food for the dog can't get to terribles get terribles to you with all the essential items you need complete with contactless delivery right to your doorstep and ordering couldn't be easier with the free terrible social house app or online at TerribleHerbs.com. you got this can't get to terribles get terribles to you You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business.
1: Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 471 Bank, that is 702 471 2265, or use our convenient online banking service at MeadowsBank.Bank. Meadows Bank, where your business is our business. Well, welcome back to Las Vegas. It's time to buckle up and ride on over to the Las Vegas ballpark with our weekly segment with Jim Gemma, Director of Media Relations for the Las Vegas Aviators. Jim, how you doing, buddy? You're wrapping
6: up a big six-game series tonight. Harvey, thanks for having me on. It's always great talking to you. Uh, Yes, tonight is the finale of the homestand against the Sacramento River Cats, and uh, the uh, aviators will see if they can uh, split this uh, six-game homestand. And uh, tonight is game 30 as far as a home game. So the team will have an off day on um, Wednesday and then the day after tomorrow. Uh, They will travel to uh, Reno up to northern Nevada with a uh, six-game series as we do this year from Thursday the 8th through Tuesday, uh, July 13th. We'll be up Greater Nevada Field to play the Reno Aces.
1: I'll tell you one thing. It's been an exciting week. If you like offensive baseball, wow, how about that uh, 10-inning game, 15-14 win by the Aviators. Can you believe that slugfest?
6: Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty crazy. I, I guess uh, it was apropos on uh, July 4th, so uh, it was a crazy game. It was a long game. We got it in just in time before uh, the Red Rock Casino shot off their fireworks. So it was just a kind of a bizarre day, and uh, as they say, a long day's journey into night is exactly what it was because the game started at 4 o'clock. However, it was a great win for Las Vegas if they won their last two games in the last at-bat, see what happens tonight in the finale, and uh, we'll be off to Reno. And, uh, you know, we'll be back uh, for another six-game homestand, which, uh, of course, we'll talk about further next week. But it will be Thursday through Tuesday, July 15th to 20th against the El Paso Chihuahuas, AAA affiliate of the San Diego Padres. All games at
1: 7.05. Jim Jemma joins us here with our Las Vegas ABA to Report. Jim is the director of media relations, which means he wears a lot of hats there. When you say wears a lot of hats, you guys had to be really busy. Not only did you have great baseball, What a week of promotions you had out there at the Las Vegas ballpark.
6: Well, it was great to have the firework shows back. Uh, You know, all of Las Vegas kind of had the uh, hailing we're reopening, and certainly that seemed to be the case uh, at the uh, firework shows Friday night and Saturday night here. Uh, The aviators shot their firework shows off at the Las Vegas ballpark, 8,416 on uh, Friday the 2nd. Of course, uh, July 3rd has always kind of been the big night, even when we played at Cashman Field. So we had our uh, first overflow crowd of 10,190, and that was our big fireworks night. So uh, uh, it was it was a great weekend uh, for the crowds. And uh, right now, uh, you know, the Aviators are doing really well. They lead all the AAA West with a total of 181,783 fans. You know, through 29 dates for an average of 62,68. So this is. Uh, this is only our second homestand, and we've been at full uh, capacity.
1: Absolutely fabulous, Jimmy. Congratulations to all of you fans that have been out to the Las Vegas ballpark. If you haven't, it's time you get out there. Tickets are available. We'll talk about that in a moment. But congratulations to Cody Thomas. He was the player of the month, the month of June, uh, in uh, the AAA Association as far as the, the uh, West
6: yeah, there's 10 teams in the West. He had an outstanding month, and ironically, he hit the walk-off homer last night to give Las Vegas a 4-3 lead. He was a player in the Dodgers system uh, that's uh, his first year in AAA uh, in 2019 at Double A Tulsa. Uh, he's hit like 20 home runs in every level, so this is the first time he's been on the AAA level. Came over from the Dodgers in a trade for Sheldon Noisy uh, during spring training, so uh, he had a great month of June. Um, And he was, uh, as he said, named Triple-A West uh, Player of the Month for June.
1: And, again, it's not too late to get out to the Las Vegas ballpark tonight. Game time, 7.05 p.m. If you're a few minutes late, so what? You've got free parking, a lot of food, have dinner at the ballpark. You can do it all uh, and watch the aviators play. Now, uh, let's move on. Uh, What about a promotion tonight? Is there a beer promotion? If there isn't one tonight, tell them about the beer promotion night you guys have.
6: Yeah, beer promotions uh, will be on our remaining Thursday night games. The uh, $2 beer night our next one will be Thursday, July 15th against El Paso. Those will be our $2 beer nights. Every Tuesday this year the team's uh, been transforming into Reyes de Plata, which is the uh, you know, Hispanic theme that all of minor leagues have been doing in a lot of markets. Of course, Reyes de Plata <laughs> Reyes de Plata that is is the Las Vegas Silver Kings uh the translation. So uh, on Tuesdays Uh, except for September 14th, uh, we will be playing as Reyes de Plata.
1: And uh, now you have to have a ticket before you can get in for that enjoyable evening watch some great baseball and have a couple of cool ones. How about the ticket opportunities for people? You just mentioned that uh, you're leading as far as in uh, attendance, so why didn't somebody else add to the number, right?
6: Absolutely. The best thing to do now, we're all uh, digital tickets, all the – Professional teams in town are obviously the, the NFL and uh, run and lead on that. So our digital tickets, the best thing to do is go to uh, aviatorslv.com because uh, that's kind of our centralized location. Uh best thing to do is to click on the calendar section, and that will lead you to Ticketmaster, and you can uh, purchase tickets uh, that way. And I uh, know the more people get accustomed to the Summerlin app via Ticketmaster, uh, all your tickets are on your phone. Uh, I mean, you know, concerts do that now. It's really the easy way to do it now since everybody has an iPhone or a, or a phone that uh, has the capabilities of that for uh, Ticketmaster and all the other uh, ticket outlets.
1: Now, again, we're talking about getting a ticket to the Las Vegas Aviators game. Jim Jammer joins us. I'm Harvey Hyde. Jim is Director of Media Relations for the Las Vegas Aviators here in Las Vegas. Now, lab, now we talked about parking, free parking. But there's areas for people to have a party or come on out and have a special party zone or pool party. Let's explain that to everybody, too. So there's so many different opportunities for people to have some fun with as a family, or as a group, or whatever.
6: Yeah, the group outings. I like to even do that in the suites. Uh, we have individual suites. Best thing to do is call 702 943 Seventy-two hundred during normal business hours, nine four three seventy-two hundred, and that's coupled with the pool, uh, which is obviously going fast with the weather the way it is. A lot of corporations, businesses, even uh, uh, a children's birthday party. It's uh, two thousand for the game. It seats up to fifty, so it's basically fifty times forty. So you can be a business, a corporation. Some games you have an individual sale, but all that is determined if you can call our sales reps, nine four three seventy-two hundred. And uh, last but not least is the party decks up in left field and right field uh, adjacent to the suites. Those are really good areas to have uh, gatherings also. And really cool, I know, at night on the left field uh, party deck, you can see the Las Vegas Strip. It's a great view, and uh, once all the lights come up and the sun goes down.
1: Well, now, there's a lot of people out there saying right now... uh, where is it? How do I get there? I've never been to the Las Vegas ballpark. Let's go, honey. Let's go out and have some fun. Let's get the kids and go on out and uh, and uh, watch a good ball game tonight. 7.05. It's not too late. Let's tell them where you are, how you get your tickets, and you can buy them right at the uh, gate when you come in, too. Yeah, we've got two great landmarks here.
6: Uh, downtown Summerlin, which you just stop right there. It's a great uh, mixed-use entertainment area, shopping restaurants. We're adjacent right right by there on Pavilion Center Drive, and another great landmark is where the visiting team's hotels stay, but they're a great sponsorship of our station's casino, the Red Rock Casino. So we're basically right next to the Red Rock Casino, downtown Summerlin. Best way to access that is 215, get off on Charleston or Sahara, depending on which direction you're coming, north or south.
1: Well, Jim, again, I think we've given them all the information out there now they just have to get uh, going and get out to the ballpark and for all of you that have been going out to the ballpark, you've had a great time, you watched great baseball, you've had a lot of fun with your family and Jim, what can I say except another great home stand? A big one tonight as far as uh, against Sacramento. They're on the road for six games and back home again next week where we can all talk about their next week's series uh, against uh, El Paso. They're up at Reno Absolutely. and then back next Thursday against El Paso, correct?
6: Definitely. We'll talk about the, this upcoming homestand next Tuesday. Uh, that'll be, a, like you said, a six-game homestand against El Paso from Thursday through Tuesday. June 15th to 20th. And I know there's some San Diego Padres fans in Southern Nevada. Uh, El Paso is the AAA affiliate of the Padres.
1: And all games, so you don't get mixed up, are all at 7.05 p.m. So you ought to be able to remember that. So, Jim, again, I want to thank you for joining us. Congratulations on a great week of baseball, the great attendance that you're getting out there for the Aviators games. Uh, If there's anything else I can do for you, please let me know, okay? Just get that big W.
6: Harvey, I appreciate it. It's always great talking to you, Uh, you know, 2021. Again, uh, if anybody's in
1: a funk, you just have to stop
6: and say, this time last year, everything's great for
1: 2021. You're exactly right, buddy. So buckle up out there, everyone. Get on over to the Las Vegas ballpark and enjoy the Las Vegas Aviators. So I'm Harvey Hyde. You've been listening to Jim Gemma, Director of Media Relations for the Las Vegas Aviators. And also, this is Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors Light Sports Topic Show. I want to reach out to Meadows Bank and thank you for the sponsorship of this segment. Is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK, Meadows Bank, consistently exceeding your expectations. Up next, Chuck Hayes with Life in the Fast Lane. Figure out what that is. We'll tell you in a moment. Buckle up. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 cuts and colors. Expert service amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Located at 6580 South Rainbow, Suite 101 here in Las Vegas. Call 702 448 5050 and get that appointment.
4: Buckle up. The MGM Resorts NBA Summer League returns for 75 games of action featuring all 30 NBA teams. August 8th through 17th at the Thomas & Mack Center at Cox Pavilion. See the stars of tomorrow. Take center stage and electrify the best fans in the NBA right here in Vegas. Adults $40. Kids $30. Reserve seats available. Tickets on sale now at the Thomas & Mack Center box office. NBAevents.com or call 702-739-FANS. Ticketing fees apply.
0: Adorn at the Dell. You have more to do than stress over the details of your next event. We know and understand the feeling. Let us help you out. Conveniently located in the beautiful Summerlin of Las Vegas, we are one of the premier event venues. Here, your event is the center of attention. We have a variety of meeting rooms that can be adapted to your group. Host your next celebration, corporate training, political event, or luncheon here. We can accommodate and customize each event to meet your needs. Adorn at the Dell at 9555 Del Webb Boulevard, Las Vegas, Nevada. Call 702-816-0039 or visit our website
5: at adornatthedell.com. We know. Life gets hectic. Work, kids, sports. Who could expect you to remember ice for the barbecue, diapers for the baby, or maybe it's food for the dog? Can't get to Terribles? Get Terribles to you. With all the essential items you need complete with contactless delivery right to your doorstep. And ordering couldn't be easier with the free Terrible Social House app or online at TerribleHerbs.com. You got this. Can't get to Terribles? Get Terribles to you.
1: Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. If you're going somewhere, I'd call Budget Card Truck Rental. If you're visiting somewhere, I'd call them too, Budget Card Truck Rental here in Las Vegas. It's local. They take care of me no matter whether I'm traveling or I'm just driving around or I need to move and borrow a truck. Just call them at 702-736-1212. That's 702-736-1212. And you'll be glad
2: you did.
3: Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr. At Fletcher Jones dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. My father opened his first dealership in 1946. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion, two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, You'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business.
1: Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. Well, welcome back. I am Harvey Hyde. Huddle up and buckle up and ride along with us, especially during this segment. Life in the Fast Lane with Chuck Hayes, a weekly uh, segment that we do for all you racing fans out there. And, uh, Chuck, I want to welcome you. I hope you had a great Fourth of July uh, weekend, not only racing and watching racing, but with your family and friends.
7: Coach, I appreciate that. And there was so much motorsports on this weekend. And let's start with... Formula One, where they were at the Red Bull ring in Austria for the second week in a row, was Max Verstappen driving for Red Bull. The winner, Valerie Botas from Mercedes, uh, finished second behind Verstappen, 17 seconds behind him. Then Lando Norris, he got the podium the first time uh, in a while for him uh, at third, 20 seconds behind. But really the story is when you have a competitor like Lewis Hamilton finish 46 seconds behind the winner, that raises some eyebrows in Formula One. And they'll be off for a week, and then they'll head back to Britain to race at uh, the Circuit Silverstone. And uh, from a manufacturer standpoint, it's Red Bull, Mercedes, and then McLaren Mercedes. for stopping. Hamilton, and Sergio Perez are the top three. So great storylines as they head back to uh, Britain, which is uh, the home track of Lewis Hamilton. NASCAR, for the first time, uh, in uh, many, many years, not in Daytona for the 4th of July. They were at Road America, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. It was Chase Elliott, the winner. Christopher Bell was second. Kyle Bush was third. And right behind him, uh, Las Vegas's uh, big brother, Kurt Bush uh, The uh, standings for NASCAR right now, Denny Hamlin still the leader. Kyle Larson second. William Byron third. Kyle Bush is fourth and Kurt Busch is 14th as they start making the move to the cutoff line. They'll be at the very fast Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. When you talk to you about Xfinity Racing, they were aced this weekend also. When Kyle Busch was the winner, he did the double header. Daniel Hemrick was second. Michael Annette was third. Las Vegas' Riley Herbst was seventh. And Noah Gragson was ninth. In fact, Riley came from the back of the field to uh, make his way into the top ten and past Noah, uh, I believe, on the second to last lap on that long, long race course at Road America. They'll be in Atlanta this weekend. The standings right now, Austin Sindrick is one. A.J. almadigger is two. Daniel Hemrick is three. Vegas' is Noah Gragson is ninth, and Riley Herps is 14th, and they only take 12 drivers in the playoff to pay for the points to go for the championship. So Riley's got to move up, and Noah's got to hold his line. Uh, when you talk about motorsports, you always talk about open wheel. And they were in mid-Ohio, another road course, and it was Joseph New- Newgarden with the win, Marcus Erickson was second, Point leader Alex Palou was third. Uh, so right now in regards to the standings, Palou is the leader. Pato Award is uh, second, and uh, New Zealand Scott Dixon is third. They will be going to Nashville to race the streets of Nashville in 32 days. That will happen on August 8th. And, Coach, breaking news out of the SRX Camping World, that's the Celebrity se- uh, uh, Series, which has past drivers like uh, – uh, Haley Castro Castroneves, and uh, Bill Elliott, and uh, Marco Andretti, Michael Waltrip, uh, Bobby Labonte, uh, Kanaan, uh Paul Tracy. Well, an announcement was made today, and this is going to raise some eyebrows in the NASCAR world, that Chase Elliott will be racing on Saturday night, July 17th. Now... Uh, that's coming up in, in two weeks. NASCAR is in New Hampshire that weekend, so Chase Elliott will be dro- uh, flying back from Nashville after racing with his dad in the Camping World SRX Series at Nashville. And coach, I guarantee you uh, that the guys in NASCAR have to be looking at this a little bit uh, with a raised eye- eyelid, with a- eyebrow and eyelid, to see one of their top guys, a guy who won the race last week end up racing in a celebrity series during the middle of the season.
1: Chuck, I want to ask you, there was a couple of years ago, I can't remember what NASCAR driver it was, that drove at the uh, Indianapolis 500 and then got in a plane, drove drove 500 miles there, then went down, and I think it was Charlotte, and drove another 600 miles, 1,100 miles in one day of racing. Who was that? Was that Jeff Gordon? Who was that? No, actually it was Kurt Busch, and before that it was Tony Stewart who did the double. And
7: uh, there hasn't, it hasn't been done for, for a couple of years. The dates have not matched up. But that's always something. And, you know, other racers, they race all during the week in other series. Kyle Larson basically races five to six nights a week. It's not uncommon for Kyle Larson to be in a midget Uh, four or five times the car that he owns racing in between. And that's one of the reasons they say he's so good at other places is that he, instead of being in the simulator, is in an actual race car competing. And the more miles, and that's why I think Kyle Busch uh, ran the Saturday race uh, to get himself ready to go on a course at Road America that NASCAR had not raced on. So uh, he ended up uh, third on one on Saturday, and it's not unusual for Kyle maybe even sometimes to do the triple header where he'll run the truck, he'll run the Xfinity race, and he'll run the cup race. Now, when they run the Xfinity race, they are not racing for points. They're racing for purse because the, um, the points they're not eligible for, and that's why you see Sindrick and Almondigger and Hemrick uh, being the top three guys.
1: Again, you're listening to our Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors Light Sports Topic Show. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. This segment uh, weekly, every Tuesday and Wednesday night, is called Life in the Fast Lane. Chuck, you were mentioning Formula One uh, during the first uh, part of this segment, and you mentioned how they travel from country to country. How do they get the equipment and all of the cars and everything by one week there, tested, running, and everything? What do they do, fly them in cargo planes?
7: 747s or uh, big cargo liners, uh, everybody has access to the best equipment. And I'm sure that uh, there are certain rules in regards to use of engines that they have to do and what they can do to the car uh, after a race. It's very, very technical in Formula One. There's a rule book that is super thick, not saying that NASCAR isn't or or Indy Racing isn't, but Formula One is at the top of the heap in regards to that. And uh, the technology is just unbelievable. So uh, they they do fly around the world. One announcement came out today, they will not be going to Australia. Normally they would open their uh, season in Australia, and uh, that is a race that was postponed. They will not be going back there. There's talk that there may be uh, two American Grand Prix, one in uh, Austin, Texas, which they have on their schedule, and one in uh, Miami, which is going to be added. Now the question comes out, whether or not uh, they're going to go to Montreal. That's something that has been on the schedule, but there's been a lot of TBAs in regards to that because of uh, the Canadian government not letting uh, outside uh, folks into their country. So we'll have to wait and see in regards to that. But as soon as that is uh, reported on, we'll, we'll report that if we have opportunity on Life in the fast Lane.
1: On uh, all the different classes and different type of racing, is it now open uh, as far as full attendance now, or is it still uh, minimized to a certain percent,
7: Coach? This past weekend in Mid Ohio, they were a hundred thousand plus there. Now it's a big outdoor facility, uh, over four miles in the track, and NASCAR hit a home run. You know they got a lot of criticism about not being in Daytona on the 4th of July, because that was always a tradition. People would go to Florida. The race would be usually at 10 a.m. in the morning, and by the time the race was over, the Firecracker 400, people would be partying at the beach and for the 4th of July for the fireworks. Uh, that's something that they changed. Uh, there was a lot of criticism, but the people in Wisconsin did such a great job, and it was such a great event that they've already announced that they're going to be going
1: back there. That's tremendous, Chuck. Uh, Anything else you'd like to pass on before I say it's time for a pit stop? Well, Coach, the opportunity, I think, is great.
7: And you see the different uh, people at different levels competing at the highest. And I cannot say enough about the teamwork that goes on on every aspect of motorsports. A lot of people think it's just the driver or it's just a car. It's a team effort to make it go. And whether it's the guy driving the hauler to get it to the racetrack or it's the left rear tire changer, or it's the guy back in the fab shop. It's a team effort, and I know that's one thing you respect, uh, being a coach all the way from the top to the bottom.
1: Got to be pulling on the rope the same way or it doesn't happen, Chuck. Again, I want to thank you for joining us as you do every Tuesday and Wednesday evening here with Life in the Fast Lane. Chuck Hayes is with us every week. We hope you buckle up and ride along with us here every Tuesday and Wednesday night, not only for Chuck, but all the different guests that we have. We want to thank Tom Gilmer for joining us tonight on our track and field segment along with the Las Vegas Aviators with Jim Gemma, and, of course, Life in the Fast Lane with Chuck Hayes. want to thank our man in the studio, Justin, because without him, our producer and engineer, it doesn't happen. We want to thank our segment sponsor, that's uh, Standish Law, Las Vegas' premier family law firm, ranked among the top ten in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Family Lawyers. And they say if you're going through a divorce, you want them on your side. Schedule your appointment at StandishLaw.com, that's StandishLaw.com, or call 702 998 93 Four, four. You've been listening to Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors Light Sports Topic Show. Talking up, everybody, from Las Vegas, I'm Harvey Hyde. Good night, everyone.